Welcome to this episode of the Cloud Sourcing Storytelling Podcast. Today's episode features a fireside chat about the cloud's role in news production. Sony's head of product for news solutions, Hitomi Hamaba, is joined by Morten Brandstrup from Broadcaster TV2 Denmark to speak about how cloud technology benefits the news landscape. Welcome to the Cloud Sourcing Storytelling Podcast. Hi, Morten. Hello. Nice to have you here. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you. So, um, first of all, for the, we have the global audience. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself and what you do as the head of news technologies at TV2 Denmark? Sure, sure. Yeah, as head of news technology, I'm overlooking all the, the workflow and the new technology stuff and driving some of the innovation here at the at TV2 in our news department. And when we say TV2, it's a national commercial broadcaster. Uh, we are running a 24-hour news channel. We have primetime news show. We do documentary-style production. We do um, event, royal uh, stuff. We, we are covering the big election and having um, correspondent in, in 10 places around the globe. Um, we do podcasts like we are doing right now, and we do TikTok and social media, running the website on behalf of TV2. So TV2 is, as, as I said, fully commercial. Um, we are owned by the government, but we are an independent uh, news operation. Uh, and besides doing all the new stuff, we do sports, entertainment, and all the usual. And not only the broadcast, you're like going to digital sports. That's a big move at the moment. That's where we are spending all the, the effort and resources at at the moment. It's it's this turning away from being a rundown centric and, and leads in the newsroom by the rundowns into the more story centric uh, approach of of the news uh, workflow, uh, ensuring that we are getting even stronger on on online on on the digital output um, <clears throat> and having this really well orchestrated and coordinated between um, the, the different outlet during the, the day. So uh, th this is really uh, a big step for, for us, like it is for most uh, news uh, organization for the time being. As a, uh, b yeah, b because this is the structure of the audience. Uh, um, Consuming that your news uh, is is changing so rapidly, uh, from the good old uh, primetime news show on into more fragmented uh, uh, usage of of the news. Yeah, I I see the challenge because you have to deliver your content to where the eyeballs are, and then people are on the mobile. You know, as you mentioned, TikTok, yeah. um, Instagram. Like you need to go all those outlets and it's so diversified and it's it's quite challenging I, I i can see it is it is and especially when you then try to earn some money on it because uh, that's the only way we get funded so we, we have to find uh, a business model as so even going on TikTok, and i tell you for the time being that's really difficult um but but anyhow we we, we have to to experiment we have to to be on on a lot of different platform, even that that's not on short term necessary uh, and a decent business in, in, in being there. But but uh, it's 
probably the only way forward into this. So monetization for these new platforms is yeah. still a difficult part. It is because the <clears throat> the whole commercial market is is moving the spending of the the, the ad money. So that's um, that's we we have really good colleagues who who are managing this this part of the the, the business. Um, but but it's a tough time for them to actually get their hands on on the money spent. I also used to work as a journalist for a broadcaster, and um, back that my time, uh, the two challenges that I face as a journalist is how to deliver the quality news uh, with speed, like how to break the news, quality news fast. So speed and the quality are the, like a two top priorities for me. Is it still the same in the industry? And how like do you think that the technology would um, try and assist that? It's still the same case. Uh, we have moved during this the last year. We have uh, made a big step. Um, part of our plan for transformation, we have uh, reorganized our newsroom, and uh, we used to have our twenty-four news channel as you know, leading the the day in in all aspects of the the news. But now we have uh, we are using our live block. Because that's really where we we hit the audience first. It's it's not like it used to be the breaking news on the news channel, but it's actually a live block, is where you hit more audience as a, and from there you can turn them into viewers uh, of the different the show or as a the, the video content you have, um, and that means that we have to 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 place the digital people in in the the front seat basically oh well so you have the live channels running all the time 24 7 yeah, online yeah. <clears throat> yeah right we, we both have a, a live channel as a, a, a visual uh part no it's it's a live block you get on your mobile you know that you are scrolling through and and someone is you know you just get a few sentences uh, on that story like telegrams um but it's it's that kind of wire service that people are tapping into and really are following. There could be several different as well. Right now, we will have a more generic uh, uh, wire um, live blocking, but there will also be someone of the um, Ukrainian war, there will be someone of the Gaza and, and so on. So it, it's a, there will be um, more threats that you can follow. But but these are the, the way to lead in, at least as we see it. For, as a, to the visual part of the show. Right, by wires, um, you mean the, like providing the news for the specific topic yeah, for yeah. like in one channel, in one channel, right? Yeah. And, and and I mean, as old broadcasters, this is really, wow, well, you know, now we're actually distributing text first. That That's really what matter. And so, so as a, you, you need to, that's also why you, you, you need to work different. You, uh, used to have that it was most important to have some picture first uh, but now you actually need to break the story with text only and uh, a big part of what we do as a media outlet is actually as a text um, I think it's one third of everything that we publish would be graphic or text um, so the big part of the content is, is generated that way around but that's also why we see that foresee that will be some of the biggest changes when we now start investigating into the more AI uh, 
supported as a workflow because um, uh, some of this stuff can definitely be co-piloted or assisted by some intelligent uh, services um, and by that um, we we can as a speed up the process uh, we, um, be able to both source the content and the news uh, <clears throat> as a uh, the, the stories and but also publishing them stronger faster you know ai has been we saw such a hype in ai in the media industry this yeah. year um and ai is you know it's a i will call it cloud uh, enabled technology because it's normally running in the cloud yeah, yeah. And um, I think that in that sense, we can kind of see the AI as a, like a cloud, a part of like a cloud ecosystem. And it's great to understand that you, TV2, are looking into how to use AI in a co-pilot mode, uh, using it as a humanist like a ton. And what area um, are you trying to use AI in this um, new ecosystem of the news? We basically started the year by banning AI all kind of uses of AI. Uh, that was the first approach. Um, just to secure that we have as a, that we don't expose as stuff that we don't want to in the cloud. Uh, as it just, um, that, that we really as a know where the content is and so on. But, but now um, <clears throat> what we have started up is a couple of um, different projects. Um, of course, the whole, um, translation and transcriptions uh, is is essential uh, it's really good uh, service that you, you get from from the cloud um, and and by that as of course some of this could be on prem and, and and so on but but we've before see that that more of this um, to get access to service like the transcription to um, <clears throat> to video recognitions and um, descriptions, um, we will expose as a more content in, in cloud and have a more hybrid approach to, to where the content is during the process. Um, because um, part of this is also being able to share um, story material as a faster than we, we used to. Um, we are setting up right now also some some services. This is not related to AI directly, but but we we will have some service where we where the connected camera as a is um, is feeding back via the cloud uh, the material directly into the story. But that means also the story and as is the story text and the ID and so on and the camera should find each other and make those descriptions. So we need. AI service to make some headline description of what is actually in this video context, uh, content or this still picture and so on. Yeah, as a sourcing sourcing material for your story is one way where the before see that what used to be a search uh, function will, will, as we see it right now and what we're experimenting with now, would be that that we don't search for the content for the story, but the content will find the story it belonged to. So we'll basically turn it upside down. Uh, <clears throat> and and the other one is as a directly tools like transcription and uh, which means that you can as a
go faster from someone saying something in front of a camera to actually have the extract the text directly into as a publishing and so on. So it's, it's um, and then another big thing would be just to in, have the control of as a control is probably too much, but uh, at least have an overview of of this structure of as a watch story we are presenting this day and having a kind of uh, editorial management overview of what are we actually publishing uh, on a topic today and is there anything about the bias in what we are um, what we are posting uh, as well so it would be as a, there would be a couple of layer in the usage of of AI and thereby also um, how we are using the cloud production-wise. Yeah, that's very interesting. Morten, you like tapped on like a multiple uh, points that's very interesting to me. Um, the, the first thing you mentioned is about how you uh, banned people from using all the AI services. Um, how is it like, you know, uploading the materials on cloud and using the AI? Uh, how uh, are you protective of your content and how are you managing um, your, your, you know, the intellectual property versus um, efficiency, easy to use? And how, how do you like take the balance? We now have a guideline with structure where you're allowed and how you're allowed to use the different AI tools. And of course, in as a um, there's basically three layers. The green one is it's where we have an agreement uh, with the service provider. We know exactly how they're protecting the data and so on. Um, so that's that's known stuff, um, and and that would be probably what we will see in a lot of the toolbox that you uh, as a tools that you already are using in using from editing system to scripting system and so on that they will get. AI services um, integrated, so they would be as a, and thereby there would need to be an agreement around that. Then there's uh, the yellow ones, um, which is, is uh, services that we trust, but we do not really have an agreement with this. And there you could use them, but but you shouldn't expose as a business material or personal as a information. And finally, there's all the red, which is all the rest stuff that no one really should touch because it could be, yeah, you don't know where stuff happened. Right. The traffic light system sound makes sense. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. Right. I see. And the next thing you mentioned about how to, you know, send the contents uh, from the source to, you know, all the cloud journey in the media industry. If you think about the workflow, um, journalists go on site and to record something on the camera, how what are we going to do with this material? And I think that's the start of the journey. And so are you sending all the content to the cloud or are you sending like selected content to cloud? How do you manage that the beginning of the acquisition workflow? Yeah, as so we have just started um, some of the, the, the piloting uh, workflow for, for this. Um, and, and that would be this kind of hybrid where we where you have some kind of proxy material that you uh, that you're exposing as a for cloud service, uh, but the high res will only last on uh, on-prem. Um, but to get access to some of the 
as a well, the, the nice tools that you would like to use. You we are aiming for a, a proxy uh, workflow for that part of the, the stuff. So it will be this kind of mix. Uh, <clears throat> and that's probably because we are a legacy old uh, broadcaster, because we have all the the old hardware and all the servers and the capacity to, to store a lot. So why should we move to the cloud before there's really a good case in as a switching down what we already have on on-premise? Um, so it's there should be a, a new layer to this. Uh, of course, we as a I mean, you you could do most of what we do cloud-wise, uh, <clears throat> even the live broadcast part of what we do uh, could be, yeah, the as a the whole processing could be done live uh, in cloud, but but we do have the tool right now and. For the time being, it, it don't really offer as a any big differentiation in, in that sense. All our distributing, by the way, is, is of course cloud as a so so the consumer are meeting us cloud-wise only. Right. So the I guess the benefit that you mentioned is you know you can send the proxy to the cloud straight without anything like you know you probably just need the mobile phone. But yeah. the challenges are that you already invested in the on-premise. Uh, system which has a quite a uh, lot of uh, space in the server still, so you don't uh, find uh, the need for the additional investment in the cloud. Yeah, and it's so this is probably for the, right now just as, as a matter of right timing before migrating uh, more into to a cloud-based uh, workflow. <clears throat> of course, that's as a, a yeah. Like looking into after you know this hardware refresh cycle comes to an end, do you think you will look into the cloud as an alternative? We we are as a company. It's a strategy, so because it uh, of course for a lot of the processes internally, as it uh, you can easily uh, end up with a setup where you're moving video file from one server to another and to the next one and so on as a in the different phases of of the life circling for, for that content. Um, and that that is not that efficient. That would be definitely better in, in that sense to to start and end in the cloud. What do you see as a, like other benefits? You know, you mentioned about efficiency, uh, probably another one is speed. Uh, do you see any other benefits of, um, you know, thinking about the cloud and your company has a you know, strategy to move to cloud, what are the benefits that you're going after? One thing that we sometimes tend to forget is also scaling means scaling down, uh, because that's the reality also f uh, in a media business right now that you should be able to actually settle in up, but sometimes even shut down some stuff um, and spin up something new, of course, but, uh, but scaling up and as a down is definitely uh, important and to be more agile in setting up new workflow and um, and get them into action um, it as a because that that adapts in into what is needed uh, as a seems to be as a more and more important that you that we as a really easy can set up a new 
workflow that that fit into a new outlet. Um, I mean, who should have thought about as it? I think none of us had a clue about TikTok and that we should be publishing on TikTok. So, but but that's reality. And what will be next year? We don't know, but we have to do something. Are, are you trying on something as a, like a POC proof of concept or uh, it's all the cloud cloud enabled uh, technologies at the moment? Yeah, we have we have done some as a POCs with when purely as a strictly cloud, we have done some stuff with um, in two directions. We have uh, done POCs where we have set up the full production as a live production setup in in cloud, and I mean that that works. It can be be done and 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 managed. It's um, um, pretty cool stuff that you can do that way around. Uh, TV2, as a, I've been able to run a couple of projects also in in this as a, as part of the IPC accelerator where we have done uh, some of this stuff where we have been able to switch from on-prem to to cloud um, seamless as a having news show and and showcased how a news show can uh, as a kind of disaster recovery strategy be. Mm be running in as a in the cloud um, both in and out and and I mean um, I think that the, the technology seems to be quite mature at the moment because as a I was surprised when we, we did one of these POC where we had all the on-prem stuff running a graphic and video engine and rundown system and so on and then we basically drag out the cable and it continued in the cloud uh, seamless as a yeah, yeah, and it was really, you know, it was exactly this, wow, as a, it was exact that moment, you know, when I saw the, as a disconnecting the whole on-prem stuff and, and the show just continues streaming, it was just, hmm, okay, that's where we are now with the, with the cloud services. Um, and that really convinced me that, that this is, this can be, used today for, for live production, definitely. Oh, wow, that sounds amazing. And I guess you can, as you mentioned about the scalability of spinning up for the like shows and after that you can turn it down. Um, you know, that's also like a, that's a great uh, thing that you do um, as well. Um, how did you manage the connection between for this live show? How did you manage the connection to the cloud? <laughs> did you see any? uh delay or yeah well yeah and when we started talking about connection that's one of my favorite topic because we have been in that sense we have been experimenting quite a lot with the uh, with 5g um so we have used uh, 5g services um and we uh, have a lot of pucs with with running stuff on on 5g um and n not only in public network, uh, as we all have on a smartphone, where we can see this 5G up in the corner. Um, but but those commercial services have uh, some limitation. We have done some proof of concept with the with both the, uh, with some of the, the telco provider and national telcos uh, showcasing the potential of having uh, 
quality of service in the commercial network and what that means to the services that we as a are able to uh, to run um when Tour de France, the winner of Tour de France, came back last summer um, back to Copenhagen, um, and of course the winner of Tour de France is a Dane. Um, <laughs> we had a service as a dedicated service throughout the the capital Copenhagen here, and where the the telco have provided us a certain amount of capacity in their mobile network, and that means that even despite there was hundred thousand of people on on the street. We have a, a, a seamless connection uh, all the way um, from his car because we have mounted this with, with camera and multi-camera production set up in the car that he was driving. Um, and that that's this kind of proof of concept that, that is important. It's, it's, it's also this kind of service that's important. We have done a POC about connectivity, um, not directly into to the cloud, but um, but a kind of, of as a shell 5G service. We were doing a, a studio production um, here in, in the autumn um, where we, we connect the studio camera on a private 5G network, meaning that we have our own spectrum, our own radio installation, small radio device in the studio, like basically like a hotspot, like a Wi-Fi hotspot that we used to, but in this, this is a 5G and, and it's a controlled high, capacity, uh, high quality connection. And that means that we can connect a studio camera in a live program. Um, it, it's an evening as a talk show that we're running on national television. And one of the cam camera there was, you know, we, we cut the wire and installed this 5T Sony devices on, on it and um, boom, no one noticed it. So it, it was a good trial, you know, it, no one could tell the difference. And right now we are investigating uh, the potential of this. So we experimented with, with this kind of private network where we can have a centralized core. That's a, the component that you need to be in the middle of controlling the network. And that could be as a in the cloud. And then I just need a, a local breakout and then having a small radio and I can have my own wireless extension of the cloud. So this this is a way of, <clears throat> of making this first or last mile connectivity um, that you need to actually get access to the cloud or the, the edge. Oh, wow, this sounds very exciting. Uh, when are you trying to like enable this um, last mile connectivity or like are you still on the POC phase or uh, yeah we're in the POC phase right now but uh, but the, and the interest seems to be as not only we're getting approached by several of the, the fiber uh, windows and um, the big service supplier there uh, because this is potential this kind of um, wireless extension of the as a fiber connection that you need when you go to a venue, when you go to a, to a spot and where, where you, as a, especially when you do news, you're, you're not always in, able to plan exactly where you have to go. Um, you do sometimes have, you, you might have a, a, a connectivity point nearby, but not exactly at the spot where you need it to, to have your camera. And, uh, 
this wireless connection uh, is that kind of extension from the breakout point and into the camera. And that's what we experimented with with the for the time being. And of course, that would be as in not only will we be able to run the network cloud-wise, uh, <clears throat> but but also as a, it calls for for more production um, in the cloud. Given probably it's one of the like a first kind in the globally in the media setting, do you see any challenges? Uh, what what kind of challenges do you see in this um, connectivity setup? Well, uh, yeah, there, there is uh, as a, there's a lot of um, of challenges in this. Um, I think we have been we heard a lot about five G um, was more or less an endless resources, and you can get gigabit something and so on. And it's it's not really the case when you dig into it, especially when you're talking about upload. And everybody who's doing content production, the only direction they are feeding material is uploading you know as a that that's what we do that's we are the one who's the content provider we are uploading and there's only one tenth of the capacity when we're talking about upload in a co compared to to download in a commercial network and that's a, one of the limitation that the commercial network is is turned the other way around way around compared to what we would like it to be and that also means that you you have to deal with um, with as a um, <clears throat> limit bandwidth, especially you have to other issues with jitter and so on, uh, and and a lot of this is not taken care of by the the telco for the time being, um, because it hasn't been the focus so far. So when we are doing some of this stuff, and when other good colleagues are, are doing it, we we are. We're doing a lot of learnings and finding, basically, on behalf of a telco industry, who, in my opinion, might be a little late to the party and to actually deliver on what they have talked about. Right. Okay. So there's a challenge with the other industry collaborating with telcos. Um, I'm sure there's a regulation as well. Lots of challenges, but um, oh, wow, it's great to hear about this uh, proof of concept. It's very um, exciting and interesting. Thank you for sharing this, uh, Morten. Um, the last question that I have for you today is why um, do you see the future of the cloud in the news? I'm really convinced that it will play a, a bigger and bigger role because we will we'll be moving more uh, of the services into to cloud. It will be as a the uh, the whole newsroom and the, the toolbox that we're using in in the newsroom will for a lot of good reason be be cloud-based and if you should build something from the scratch right now you you will um convince that you will do it purely on on cloud so it's it's uh yeah because you you will you need this Everywhere access. You need this uh, um, as it's adapting a lot of news uh, services. Um, yeah, I, I'm convinced that the cloud will play a big, big role in in the newsroom for the future. Thank you, Morten. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. We had Morten Brunch talk for TV2 Denmark today. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Mm -hmm.